Hi, welcome to the Healing Technology and Wonder Portal podcast. I'm your host, Elizabeth Kerr. This podcast is for anyone in pain and for those that want to learn to walk in wonder. It is also for those that have tried everything to heal and nothing has worked. And lastly, for many that want to prepare for the day grief hits as it does for all. This podcast will give you hope, support, solutions, answers, and laughter as I personally take you through these treacherous waters that I myself have navigated and traversed so that you can arrive safely on the other side, healed and full of wonder as I have. Hi, I am your host, Elizabeth Kerr. So go get your cup of tea and let's get started. My podcast is called Healing Technology and Wonder Portal. I am so excited that you are here. This is a dream come true for me. I always knew I was called to help people, but I didn't know exactly what that was going to look like or that I was going to have to go through so much first in my personal life in order to help others. It is actually sort of interesting because it's not what you would imagine as a dream as far as how I got here and the story I lived through. Not just the story, but the suffering and the many facets of what I had to walk through to be able to have the privilege of bringing something like this to you. A place to surf from. I don't think anybody would want to have to walk through my journey in order to have the honor of delivering this. But on the flip side, what an honor. I am so thrilled that I am actually doing this, that I'm here with you and bringing this to those that need it now and those that will need it one day and even others that these days with all that's going on are looking for ways to prepare for when they will have to grieve a loss. Many will be drawn here to learn to walk in wonder desiring to learn the art of walking in wonder in the present moment and to make this a practice in their lives. I'm sharing this knowledge and experience for others to benefit from, take advantage of, and be able to experience the same level of complete 100% recovery that I have experienced. So what is this about? Obviously, as you saw, the title of my podcast is Healing Technology and Wonder Portal. But there is a story first that I have to share with all of you that caused me to be able to even birth something like this. And I will give you a heads up, the story might be hard for some people to hear. It might be a bit triggering because it is one of great loss, pain, and suffering. But I just want you to have a heads up that I am going to be sharing this story of when my eldest son, Eli, passed on. I just pray that you guys will have grace to listen, to hear, and that it won't be just another hard, sad story to listen to. People are tired of hearing stories of others passing on because it's been a lot for everyone in the last few years. The entire world has experienced loss in some form or the other, or know someone that has. This story will be held in a womb of wonder, healing, and hope instead of your typical fear-based, tragic, hopeless narrative. I myself came to the point after COVID where I couldn't listen to any more sad stories. I guess the news just figured we wanted to hear more and more bad news and stories of tragedies and loss. I don't know about you, but I came to a place where I was fully saturated and I had enough. I actually had to work backwards and choose to not listen to these stories, to instead detach and disconnect in healthy, loving ways because it was feeling like overload. It wasn't having a fruitful effect, nor was it beneficial. I know a lot of people felt that way out there too, but this story, I'm wrapping it in a cocoon of wonder, hope, of great, great hope actually, 
wonder-filled possibilities. This is real life, real life solutions. This is the real deal because it's what I experienced and anyone can as well. I really am walking in healing and freedom from pain after such loss. I really am walking in wonder, great wonder after such deep loss. So I'm bringing solutions that people can benefit from as I have. So in order for me to bring this and deliver it, I definitely need to share with you my story. So one early evening, my family and I were sitting at a restaurant getting ready to have dinner and we get a phone call. My husband gets a phone call and he walks away to take the call as he is over to the side talking to somebody. We instantly feel that whatever he was being told was so intense that we were made hesitant. I know I was to even hear what he had to say. So bear with me as I go back to that time, even to share this story. It's not something that is so easy to do because it does bring you back to that energy, time, and space. So needless to say, my husband walks on over to us with a look and vibe on his face that was almost unbearable to witness. I was feeling that maybe I didn't want to hear what he had to say. He proceeds to inform us that it was my son Eli's football coach calling us from college, letting my husband and I know that our son had passed away during the night and that he had just discovered it. Eli was scheduled to go to football practice and had not shown up. So one of his teammates went to look for him and they quickly discovered why he was not present. He had passed on in the middle of the night and no one knew until he had not shown up for practice. The atomic bomb detonated as our insides were sent into a gripping, anguishing, unbelievable and unbearable agony of emotions. Too hard for the human brain or spirit to process quick enough or get in front of. We were left in shock, reeling from the horrible reality we were facing. I don't even really fully know if I could completely articulate to you the moment as you're flooded with emotions and pain, unmanageable and unimaginable for the human heart. After we gathered each other and kept each other close, my husband got us to the car and proceeded to drive us home safely. He then began to call those close by friends and family for support. We were scheduled and so excited to receive him and pick him up at the airport within a couple of days for his spring break. And instead, this was the news that was given to us. This spurred on a whole host of events with us having to fly out the next morning after an evening spent between shock, wails, overwhelm, weeping, and more wailing. Beautiful friends and family quickly came to our side and held space for us that evening. They scheduled flights and helped us pack for cold weather as they themselves were being impacted by the news. We had to fly to Chicago the next morning to claim his body and fly him home. Making a trip for the purpose of picking up your new passed on child was by far one of the hardest, nearly impossible things this mom has ever had to do. It was snowing and raining in Chicago that dreary morning and watching my younger son's heart on the flight filled with anguish of soul, I had no words and not being able to do anything about it but to watch him suffer just added more sorrow to my already devastated heart. Our days quickly turned into a flurry of decision-making arrangements that come at you at a rate you can't keep up with and you are not prepared to engage in much less answer. People flew in from anywhere, everywhere to support us 
His college teammates and friends couldn't have been any kinder and attentive to our needs. The pain in my gut had no words, and the shock of the place I now found myself was beyond comprehension. We had to attend two funerals, one in Chicago, where he attended college, and one back home in Florida, which I don't recommend doing, but everyone wanted to love on us and to honor Eli. He was dearly loved, and the college campus was rattled by the events. It was so nice to hear of our son's amazing impact on his campus and to hear it all firsthand. We spent the day visiting with his football team, meeting fellow classmates and hearing stories of their personal experiences with Eli and how he had impacted them. He was influencing his classmates, teachers, and leaders in ways and depths we hadn't fully realized. When we arrived back home, our homeschool community had covered our front lawn with a loving tribute consisting of flowers, cards, pictures, flags, and we just didn't know how to process it all. It lifted our heavy arms to feel the support of our community. It was also anguishing to be in that position. The celebration of life service held back home was so honoring to our son. Many said he had impacted more people in his 20 years than some did in their entire lifetime. Along with a big church completely filled with family and friends, We were later told that online there were another thousand or more participants. Many drew closer to God through this story. Through his story and influence, many found God. Women were healed of trauma, a marriage was restored, and even a minister returned back to full-time ministry. Because of Eli's impact on them, which we were told of firsthand by the recipients, the love and support that was showered upon us was truly a testament of Eli's kindness and investment in people and the beauty of the human spirit when moved by compassion for those in pain. I have been forever impacted by witnessing firsthand how compassionate and supportive human beings can be towards one another when going through an extremely painful and shocking experience. Believe me, your love and care does make a difference. You realize in the midst of such pain how much we truly all do need each other. We later continued to receive three to four months of meals delivered to our home nightly by our homeschool families. I was tenderized each night as the meals were brought to our door and left in prepared coolers so as not to require our having to engage unless we wanted to. As the days transitioned From many days of weighty, heart-wrenching, demanding activity and decision-making to suddenly finding yourself alone in complete silence while the rest of the world goes back to living as normal and you're left there feeling like a wounded soldier by the wayside while others continue enjoying life, smiling and making memories without you. You're just trying to breathe and maybe eat something, hopefully that day. The reality of what has happened begins to settle in with pangs and throes of pain that come in waves and are difficult to articulate and too hard to get into. But this is where the real work begins. You have no strength or desire to do any emotional work. An atomic bomb has detonated on you and your family and you are now left with the task of recovery. You don't even realize how broken you are until after months down the road when it begins to become apparent. We all end up eventually just spending time by ourselves. A lot of us dread that place of being by ourselves. We're not used to it. We struggle with learning to be by ourselves. 
So even more so when you experience such loss, that increases the dread by a lot. Thank God I had been used to spending time alone in practice of presence. Recovery is harder for those that are not used to spending time alone, reflecting or doing any inner work. It's not impossible, it's just harder. I found myself head on with a burden that I quickly felt was not going to be able to be healed fully and comprehensively with what I felt was available in my perception for healing of such anguish of heart. This deep realization caused me to find myself one day in my backyard crying out to God in utter desperation and pleading to Him that if anything where He lived up there in His realm above us in the realms of heaven was there, I could almost see that realm and I did look right over the precipice that day. I believe I felt I could touch it. Every part of my being within that prayer was reaching in earnest for access to any help that it could possibly find there. Not to mention, I now knew my son was living with God and if anyone could be translated to heaven that day, it would be a mom looking for her child. I said and prayed to God that day that if there was anything in heaven that had not been experienced or discovered as of yet by us humans here on planet earth as it pertained to grief and deep trauma healing, that I was open to it. I was lifting up my hand, willing to be that person that engages this experience to discover it. I was willing to do anything, pay any price, just sign me up. I instinctively felt and became acutely aware that there was nothing here that was going to be able to absorb out of me the deep level of pain I was feeling as a mother. Yes, I could do mental gymnastics, go to counseling, get support, and do all the recommended things, but I knew that all those things were not going to be enough to absorb out of me the painful energy now living deep inside. It was hard to explain or even relate to anyone what I was feeling so deeply and even where inside of me it was but it felt like it was so far inside that not even I could ever reach it. Is there anything there, God? I said, because I did not want to live the rest of my life in this kind of pain. I really didn't see any motivation or desire to have to live like that. I didn't want to be sentenced to that type of grief or anguish for the rest of my life. The energy inside felt so helpless, broken, and hopeless to reach that I thought, God, if you please have something there, I am so desperate and open that I am willing to transcend, traverse, and bypass any preconceived ideas or notions to get to it because I wanted to be free. I never felt such a deep prayer of anguish before or since then. I wanted to be able to function again in life the way I had before my son passed, to be able to do life again. I know a lot of people go through this during grief, but I definitely knew what it felt like for the first time in my life to just not care whether I lived or not. You just feel like you lose all your motivation after the experience of what I liken to being hit by an atomic bomb. Not only are you devastated, but so are all those around you. You begin to notice that your extended family is suffering because of your loss as well, which just compounds the effects of all that is taking place around you. I prayed like never before that day and cried out from wells inside of me I didn't even know existed. So as the days and weeks went on, I would proceed every day, first thing in the morning, to go outside and just sit in presence and spend time with spirit, as I was already accustomed to doing. 
I would sit in the presence as best as I knew how in relation to where I was now finding myself, and I would just wait, go into adoration, sit, spend time, and wait some more, and worship some more. Worship was hard at first because my son was a worshiper, so I would go into a lot of conversations instead at first, a lot of questioning, anger, crying, and journaling. Every day was different. Every day I experienced a new facet of healing, a different touch, and I was experiencing healings, but it felt like it was parts of healings, not all healed in one chunk, but I would have touches and experiences, and I would feel encouraged because at least I was having some sort of life coming to me. I could feel that I was having levels of healing coming to me as well, but for my heart, I definitely wanted it all to be recovered not just some or not just parts. I didn't want to just experience certain touches and then still have massive pain inside of my being, inside of my body. Because when you lose a child and you have a child pass on, it affects your entire being. So you moms and dads out there that have walked through this, you can empathize and understand what I'm speaking of. The loss of a child is beyond measure. So every day I would go outside and I would just sit and sit and sit in this presence, sometimes for two hours, sometimes for four hours, I would just go out there and make myself available until I felt like whatever I had for that day that was going to be given to me, that I had received it. And I couldn't really handle anymore, and I needed a break, or that I felt like I had received something. So I did this for a period of four months straight. Every single morning, I would just go outside and just sit for anywhere between two to four hours and engage in this presence, conversation, questions, whatever was coming to me. I felt like God was gracing me and allowing me to be able to engage every day. And every day something was happening to me. I would just keep going and keep going because as every day something would happen, it would give me the strength for the next day and the next and the next, and the next day. And I began to have some pretty awesome, significant experiences, insights, encounters, and results. But I still felt like I needed more. I needed more. It was just like this deep, deep, deep hole that felt like, oh my gosh, it's going to take eternity to finally get to the bottom of this. It was so despairing. But like I said, as I would get some kind of touches, it would help me to keep going for the next day and for the next day and for the next. Because they were always full of hope. They were always full of results. These encounters and these experiences, I was getting breakthroughs and solutions and I was feeling some fruit in my going outside and just waiting on presence and allowing spirit to touch me, visit and hold me. I was open to whatever spirit wanted to do and show me. The healings were beginning to layer upon each other and have significant impact. And I was driven to continue engaging because it was producing results. And that's what I kept doing as a lifestyle. Then one day after a couple of years of doing this, I found myself at a gathering that I had been going to on a weekly basis because it was helping me so much. And one afternoon I'm in the kitchen getting something to drink and all of a sudden as I'm returning back to my seat I have this open vision of this cauterization type blowtorch and it goes around my heart I could see it and feel it 
And then spirit begins to tell me and says to me, it is finished. You are completely and fully recovered and fully healed of all the pain, loss, and tragedy from your son Eli's passing on. I stood there speechless. I stopped right in my tracks, stood and stared. As I began checking my heart for what had just been told to me, I could actually feel that it was true. All the pain was gone. And the last residual was addressed and cauterized energetically, and it was happening as it was being shown and done to me. I suddenly could not find any trace of any more pain inside of me. And up until that moment, I was able to find some and be aware of it. I could look, I was sensitive, and I could pick it up. But after I was told that and I had that open vision and observed what was happening, I went looking. I went looking in my being and I could not find any more pain. I just stood there without being able to say anything. I was in amazement of what was happening to me. I couldn't talk for a while. It took me a bit to process and integrate what I had just been told, experienced, what was said, and that I was actually able to feel that it was true. It was completely blowing my mind. It was a supernatural experience and I could feel the results of it. Some time kept going on and I was still processing things and doing life as I kept going forward, strengthened with all that spirit was doing in me. Next thing I know, I find myself at my parents' house with my family for Christmas. We were celebrating the holidays at my parents in Key West and I was getting up on Christmas Day, getting out of bed. And as I'm going straight to the bathroom, I'm half awake, half asleep. I'm headed to the restroom and all of a sudden I have another download as I like to call them sometimes. I was half awake, half asleep, and I see this geometric shape. It was like a square, rectangular shape with jaggedness all around it, and I could see it clear as day. And by this time, you guys, I have been used to having visions, downloads, and things of that nature for many, many years. So it wasn't like I was having experiences for the first time in my life and I didn't know what was going on or that I even doubted what I was seeing. This really took me back, though, because I didn't know what this was, and I was walking to the bathroom. I still wasn't out of my room, my childhood room that I grew up in. I'm walking out and I feel like I'm stopped by this image of this geometric shape and I'm asking God, what is this? Why are you showing me this and putting this in front of me all of a sudden? And he proceeds to tell me that it was a healing trauma technology that I encountered from another realm that I had requested when I prayed that day and asked if there was anything of this nature in heavenly realms as it pertained to healing from grief and trauma. The technology that has helped me and completely cauterized my heart. My jaw just dropped. I didn't know what to say. I didn't know what to do. I had encountered a technology from his realm, the heavenly realm, and he had answered my prayer and allowed me to engage it. And it was what I had asked for. Back on that great day of desperation, just weeks after my son had passed on, I didn't know how to handle that bit of information. I have had experiences with God many times, many encounters, things that are very wild and out of the box, but these were leaving me speechless and they were stretching me more than I had ever been stretched in my entire life. So I just stood there and I was like, really? And then immediately he said, you need to draw it. I want you to draw it and put it in your journal. So I went and drew it in my journal, but I was drawing with this feeling of, oh my gosh, what do I do with this? that kind of feeling and a little bit of afraid that I was going to have to share this. And how would I ever do that? How was it going to be received, right? And so I proceeded to write in my journal and record it there and left it there. 
But then I went to the bathroom and was just almost not arguing, but like trying to get an explanation of how in the world was I going to be able to share this with anyone. I already knew that spirit was going to want me to share this for the sake of others that were suffering as I had. When God releases something to the earth, it's because he wants others to know about it. It's not just about us. It's about others. And suddenly I was realizing that the level of pain that I had walked through was not just about me, that it was about others. I was having a little bit of a challenge because I knew that I was going to be sharing this one day, but I was so gripped in my heart with concern on how it was going to be taken and received. Now, mind you, I was used to being a pioneer already of sorts and a forerunner of the things in the spirit and have gotten many prophetic words around this. But this was just like, oh my gosh, you know? For the first time, I was being stretched beyond what I could handle naturally. I talked to God about this and his response to me was that I could handle it. So I just left it there in my journal and really did not go back to it. I was hoping I wasn't going to have to share and that God was not going to make me do anything with it, to be honest. Well, time kept going and he wasn't insisting on anything at the time of which I was, needless to say, relieved. But I was highly suspect that sometime down the road, I would have to, because of the level of healing that I have experienced. I still, to this day, it's been nine years, I feel no residue of pain inside of my being whatsoever. So time passed and I sensed that God wasn't going to insist. And only if I allowed him would we go on to the next step. Meanwhile, I kept seeing so many people suffer without solutions. COVID hit and the world went into chaos. I was compelled to go onto Facebook and begin to encourage people because I had been through extreme difficulty and come out on the other side. So I wanted to assist since so many people around me were reeling with the challenges happening in the world, I knew I had answers and solutions that worked. Over time, I tenderly approached the sensitive subject matter with spirit again. I just couldn't ignore it while people were suffering so much. Suicide rates and depression have never been higher, according to worldwide statistics, and I conceded and agreed to help in the plight people were dealing with, which is how I find myself here with you on a podcast. This is where I was directed to begin formally sharing and helping in a more structured format. I did share a bit at an invitation-only gathering when the Parkland shooting took place years ago in Parkland, Florida. Trauma workers specialized in after-effects of terrorist bombings in Israel, in Israel were flown in to assist the students, families, and teachers in this area during their recovery process. I shared about my findings, experience with presence as I sat in it, healing and recoveries energetically as it pertained to my son's passing that day. It was a room full of psychologists, and he asked the entire room if anyone had ever heard of that type of healing therapy in their line of work, and nobody was able to raise their hand. He told me that afternoon that I had a responsibility to share this with others. So after some time passed, I proceeded to ask God with a little bit of quivering courage and knees shaking to please explain this to me more and confirm these things to me. And what he ended up doing in response to that was to allow me to encounter three more technologies to date, which I will talk about more in the future. So being taken back with his response of giving me more, I just kind of stopped asking questions and sort of left it at that and just let it sit on the shelf. But he had me draw those technologies as well. 
And I had tangible experiences with those technologies that did a work in my emotional arena, leaving me completely changed from whatever mode I was struggling with. These pertained to relationship issues. I went from hard pain and into breakthrough and freedom within seconds. I told him I wanted to assist others in encountering healing, and he said that I would have more experiences with these realms if I did that. And then, just not too long ago, a few months ago, actually, back in September, he told me he wanted me to start a podcast, and so here I am. So this is why I am sharing this on this episode. The very first episode of my podcast, Healing Technology and Wonder Portal. Stay tuned for episode two, where I will go more into this healing trauma technology and what it does. It doesn't just end there, you guys. It gets even better. After I experienced complete healing from grief and the trauma of it all, I began to ask questions and ask spirit what was next. Because I still felt like a bump on a log, so to speak. A totally healed and recovered bump on a log, but a bump on a log nonetheless. And I did not want to feel like that through what I call the atomic bomb of my son's passing. I lost all drive to build or create that big thing that I always felt a drive in my heart to go for. I didn't have any wherewithal to put that drive back together either or any internal resources to want to after I had this other encounter from spirit in response to my question of what was next that I will tell you guys about in a future episode. All of that inspiration and beauty came rushing back in on levels beyond anything I had ever seen or experienced and more. And it hasn't stopped, you guys. The clue lies in the title of my podcast. Stay tuned for the next big episode where I will be going more into healing trauma technology. And remember, bring your cup of tea. Until then, heal and stay in the wonder.